person. Straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy. And they hate their neighbors. Sad. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Underground for episode 110. I am joined once again by the one, the only, Joseph. Wild West Kemp Style. And I'm your other co-host, David. Sexual Tyrannosaurus. And this is the show where every week we remind you... Politics ruins everything. Wakanda forever. Joseph, Paid for by Kamala Harris. (laughs) (laughs) That always gets me, man. I'm doing well. Dude, I guess we need to let our viewers, our viewers know. Viewers, producers, listeners, fans, listeners, audience. Let's stick with uh, listeners because, like, so everybody who listens to this knows by now we take these and, and clip them for YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but this section, this stuff never makes it on there. So nah. it's usually just listeners. I got to get just for you, listeners. I got to get out of the habit of saying, like, uh, this first segment or whatever because i have to cut that out of the youtube videos yeah uh, i did that with the she hulk one and it's just really annoying to try to find that like that starting point for the mm-hmm. for the video um we'll we'll figure it out eventually one of these days we'll actually have somewhat of a uh consistency to the way that we do things but for yeah, now consistent format yeah uh but so, yeah, so i guess do you want to let the good people know how we plan on moving forward Yes, so for now, uh, we're only going to be doing, we're going back to doing one episode a week. Um, The length of that episode will vary, basically, depending on what's going on. Um, But with Rings of Power coming up uh, this Thursday, Friday, and us doing um, House of the Dragon, and lots of work things going on for both Joseph and I, uh, my drone stuff starting to, uh, no pun intended, take off a little bit. Uh, And so I need a little extra time for editing and getting my portfolio done and a lot of other things like that so the entertainment stuff has been our really has been the breadwinner uh over the last like couple of months i mean it's just taken off way more than the social stuff does now that doesn't mean that we may not have a social story to cover every once in a while i mean there's always Mm -hmm. there's always an opportunity to to put some of that stuff in there but we're going to take a break from it for a while because i don't think either of us feel that we've been able to dedicate enough research time into some of the things like we used to be able to um there's just a lot going on um and then you know until value for value starts really coming through this is just the way that we're gonna have to do things and who knows by the time value for value starts happening and we're ready to potentially start back up a social episode we may just it may look completely different may not even be on the same show might just yeah. make it a completely different podcast and have them separated or something like that. That, but that's yeah. that's all down the line. Um, so, Joseph, if they they want to support the show, let them. They know. can walk up to me and give me money straight up. <laughs> <laughs> and we and we will be releasing on Tuesday. Tuesday will continue to be our normal release date, like it used to be. Thursday was added to accommodate the entertainment episode when we decided to split it off. Um, but. It'll be released every Tuesday, the day after we record. So anything that we don't get to will be um, have to wait till the following week. Though, you know, I, I've, we've still got some ideas to do some other content and and things like that uh, beyond just the podcast episode every week. Mm-hmm. So all of that will eventually kind of get worked out. Um, but until, like I was saying, until there starts to be some incentive for us to 
grow and we have the ability to do that monetarily like we just things have to kind of go we have with life flow. and that yeah, yeah and that value has to be there for us to sacrifice once things start getting added to your life that's outside of what we're already doing and so yeah we had to make a tough choice make a sacrifice we didn't want it in the social episode but eventually i'm sure you know i like talking start getting go ahead i was gonna say yeah i like talking about it, it it's not mm -hmm. that we don't want to do it it's that it is a little more difficult to put together um because you got to research. We have to research so that we know what we're talking about. And we just really haven't, as you said earlier, been able to put in that time to do that with everything else we have going on. Yeah, I can I can sit down and watch an episode of House of the Dragons, Lord of the Rings, and just start going with that for the most mm -hmm. part. It's a little more difficult when you have to get into the nuance of bills and uh, certain situations going on. Uh, and, and, you know stuff kind of sucks right now anyway mm -hmm. and it sometimes people just want to hear about the entertainment side of stuff so i'm sorry yeah. we'll get back for to those it who only listen days. to us for yeah. the social but yeah, yeah, eventually yeah. we'll get back to it but it's also the, nice not listen, to be bogged down by it the the numbers are just so much bigger on the other stuff guys like i don't even think you understand it's like double like entertainment episodes are double the downloads of what we get for the social stuff if not more uh, yeah uh, yeah if not more uh, so it, it just makes a lot it just makes a lot more sense to kind of just trend in that direction for now and it, it listen it's still media deconstruction it's just a little more focused uh, which mm -hmm. I think will be good for us for now and uh, we'll be able to reach a wider audience and then yep. hopefully we'll be able to get back to doing some of that uh, in the future so. yep because again if you want that social episode to come back we have our value for value system you can go to our show notes click the direct.me link there from there you'll find our paypal link donation and we're asking for a one dollar a month recurring payment you can do whatever you like whatever you think you can afford you can put in a note there and in that note if you're like hey we really i really enjoy listening to your social episode if we get enough of those then we'll bring it back sure. to where it's worth you know, not that again it's not that we don't desire to it's not that we don't want to we really both of us really really enjoy it because we kind of talk about it with each other anyway throughout the week yep. or before we started the podcast that's what we did and then we had to discipline ourselves not to talk about it so we could talk <laughs> about it in the podcast <laughs> however if enough of you say hey we see that monetary donation going up correlating with notes saying we really want your social episode to come back once it's worth it in that sense or once things subside in our lives to where we can dedicate the appropriate time there because we are really concerned with making sure we're as knowledgeable in the situation as feasibly, feasibly possible, then we'll bring it back. Yeah. But if you're enjoying what we're doing or if you're new, we utilize a value for value system here, which means you can donate to us in the form of your time, your talent and your treasure. What that means is you just go to our show notes, click the direct.me link there. You'll find our PayPal link donation, as I've already mentioned. You'll also find our Bitcoin wallet address. Be sure to donate to us any Bitcoins or socials you have if that's your preferred method of donation. Also, you can donate to us in the form of your time and your talent, which means you can subscribe to us on YouTube and Odyssey, comment, like, and engage with us, share our YouTube, our Odyssey videos. Once we get them there, we're on Rumble as well, so I should say start all three of them youtube odyssey rumble follow subscribe comment engage with us we're on tiktok we're on twitter we're on instagram and we pretty much respond to everyone sincerely our response rate is probably 95 percent 
yeah. across all the platforms, yeah. if not more. Yeah. So we really enjoy engaging with our audience. And as we grow, it's one of the things that is important to us to not just to set aside time uh, when this becomes a part time or full. It's already a part time job. But when we start getting compensated for it as a <laughs> job yeah. or a full time job to set aside time every day to respond to people because hey our listeners are important to us yeah so. i i love so since I, I i handle the youtube side of stuff a little more than joseph does um i i love like talking to the to the people mm-hmm. in the comments um occasionally you get the troll or whatever the case may be which is still kind of fun because it basically is just about annoying them at this point <laughs> yeah you know, just being as like stubborn as possible because you know they're not trying to make uh, legitimate arguments uh, ever. Just accusations. Yeah, but yeah. And then it's funny when you ask them to explain. Then some of them, let's say it like that. I wonder. Don't you know. really explain. Themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they just ne- never comment back. Yeah, or you never hear back from them. Yeah. Um. So the other thing too, still- if you have, if you come across any videos or articles that you like, send them to us, and if we think that they're interesting we'll use them on the show and we will shout you out and give you some credit to that if you want to do any artwork for our podcast episodes or any talent and time you have you can donate to us and whatever you think that our work is worth Mm -hmm. so yeah that's pretty much it all right well let's speaking of value for value (laughs) (laughs) what did not have the value resident evil Got canceled. Let's pour one out for them. I need like a ISO for a sad uh, song, you know, like someone playing the world's smallest violin or just a, a beer pouring out or something. Uh, here we go. Oh, no. Anyway, last week. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Because that show was trash. I, I, uh, yeah. I, I'm glad I, I did not waste my time. I saw some things. I saw bits and pieces of it. But yeah, just from the stuff that I I like gave you or whatever um, mm-hmm. from those from that one episode, and it's crazy to me that that one clip of Albert Wesker, everyone's like, "Wait, is that Blade?" And now I'm like, I think they're just memeing on this at this point. <laughs> Wish brand Blade, you got Wish brand uh, Slim Shady in the Rings of Power, uh-huh. and Wish brand Blade. Uh, yeah, I it, this article kind of runs through a lot of it i mean we've talked about the show and how bad it is and so i'm not really gonna take the time to to really read through the article but you were telling me that um one of the stars of the show was saying that it was because of like like it got canceled because of like trolls or like it's more toxic fandom talking points essentially yeah let me um that's so hilarious netflix finds the cures cancels live action resident evil series after one season that's perfect yeah it was the guy who plays wesker Wesker, right whose name is slipping my mind which sucks because i really like him he was in uh fringe uh and he's great in fringe great great actor and so i just it's leon something every time they uh they open their mouth like actors open their mouths it just makes me like them less it's Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick, that's right. Yep. And he said it was haters and trolls yeah, yeah. that got <laughs> Resident Evil canceled because I, they didn't understand what we were doing. Well, what, what he said. Yeah, what were they what were they doing? What were they trying to do? That's what I I dude, I that Destroyed. is a show I hope one day 
I hope because I know there was a petition to get it at, like removed from Netflix, and I hope they don't because I would really one day like to just do a breakdown of even that first episode and how bad it is. I mean, I I can't. It's hard to explain the number of uh, bad writing decisions, character choices, things. I mean, you have these like two teenage girls that somehow get into this highly secure bio facility by stealing the voice of their father. Like there's a camera outside and it, and, it, and they have their little like recording and it's like Albert Wesker and then this camera like doesn't realize it's two teenage girls and lets them in anyway like this high security this like high end security system it's like come yeah. on y'all I uh, yeah and it's just that uh U S Capitol defense from January yeah. <laughs> it really is <laughs> oh, oh maybe that's man. what Lance meant that it was like an allegory for that. Yeah, yeah, that's the, we missed it for the uh, for the insurrection. Yeah, <laughs> the Dude, weaponless insurrection. Oh my gosh, I that's how strong the MAGA people are. They don't need weapons. I legitimately hate the argument, whether it's coming from the actors or directors, of like you're just too stupid to understand. Yeah. It's like you made a show about Resident Evil. You didn't make Shakespeare. Dude, this isn't the Odyssey the Witcher, or the Iliad. Yeah. Or when the Witcher mocked everyone in season two for saying that season one was so complex, the timeline no, and everything. No. <laughs> no. 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 The, you were just made a dumb decision. The, the timeline was confusing. Confusing is the best word. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you could follow it, but you had to be paying extra close attention to everything yes. that was going on. And to be honest, I would probably argue, now it's been probably about six months since the last time I watched both seasons, mm-hmm. uh, you could probably argue that if you don't have any sort of prior knowledge about stuff going on in The Witcher, in that universe, you're not going to know what that no. timeline's all about. It nope. was ba- it was bad. And it's the same, ar- like, it, the timeline and the location of characters were two things that were just completely incomprehensible for a majority of that show and, and drinker said it best he's like you have brown castle you have gray castle and you have slightly browner castle and that's <laughs> that's where they are for like all these shows and there's the different there's, shades of brown and gray yeah and there's good stuff in season one of the witcher mm-hmm. um the the episode with the um i can't remember uh, the br- uh is it the bride price i can't remember if that's what the actual um episode is, episode called. is called or what the uh, the the that episode is actually good. It's probably my favorite, uh, possibly my favorite episode of both of the seasons. Um, because it's very it's somewhat self contained. You get a lot of information going going on mm-hmm. in there about the world and certain characters. But it's it's such a weird scene because you've seen everything else going on with these characters, and you don't have the um. Uh, you're like, wait, when did this happen? Like, when did this episode happen? They couldn't, yep. couldn't. You could have easily put something there to make it very clear that this was before, even yeah, if you wanted an to, overlay to go across back. the screen that says, "Hey, 1761." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us, give us some sort of indication, you know. And like, it's it's oh only fine. Gosh. People have been doing it forever. It's better than just not doing anything and everyone going like, "Wait, what? Like, why is Siri 12 now? Like, what? <laughs> this is in the past? Like." 
Oh man, yeah, that show. Yeah, are you wait. Are you ready for season three in twenty twenty three? Uh, I'm interested. I am for the numbers it will do for us. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that it's good too. People are I hope gonna, that it's good. I do, I'm not I'm holding my breath because. I'm going to open up the episode spoiling the end of the books again. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let y'all know, Geralt dies. <laughs> People were so mad about that. I was like, dude, this books came out forever ago. Like, it's not my fault. It's like if you're watching something about The Witcher, you've either played the games or you've read the books. If yeah. you're just someone who's watching the show, I, I can't help that you haven't been around long enough to not know that this thing happens, yep. it's it's talked about in I think at most of the games, it's ridiculous. First off, first off, deadlines built canceled wrong in their link. That's hilarious. Did they? Really? Secondly, oh, that's yeah, they did. Just two L's, not one. <laughs> but I just noticed that. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> got got off the tracks with that one. But uh, what were you saying as far as The Witcher? Oh, just about it, there. There is there is a um an end to when spoilers are like fair like to when yeah. spoilers become fair game well here's the thing the show may not even do that oh, that's true at this point i mean they're not we, following the source material that much no and and that's the thing i that's like the new trend right and that's being generous yeah <laughs> so the witcher kind of did that like they they've they've done some source material stuff mm-hmm. uh like straight out of the books and they've obviously strayed but now we have rings of power coming out it's not uh following source material almost at all they're just making making up 75 percent of the stuff going on in that show and then our we feet are bigger than our hearts yeah and our hearts are bigger than our feet yes and then um uh the house of the dragon is has done pretty it a, good. it's pretty good it's done it's changed a few things and moved a few things around um and then we have the theory that they're going to probably introduce the White Walkers as a threat again because yes. they can't not do it because it's going to be about three seasons. And I don't know if uh, political drama and dragons is going to keep the normies around enough, like that long. Mm. Um, going to have to have the Witch King before the Witch King. <laughs> The Witcher King. The Witcher King. Um, the Witches King. So the night, yeah, and the Night King. It's it's really funny. All these, uh, all these fantasy shows these similarities. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I don't know what they're gonna do. Maybe the White Walkers will just kind of be in the background and they'll occasionally come up um, and bite someone. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into it when we when we talk about that episode. But I want to I want to talk about this because this has got to be one of the most interesting stories right now it's so stupid it's really dumb and i think that's why it fascinates me so much um if you guys are not aware of sydney sweeney who i hear about all the time but only had a few references to because i've never watched euphoria 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 i haven't i haven't religiously i dude i have never like i don't i don't oh man this is such a hot take i uh what's her name uh, the girl from Spider Man. Oh, um, why is her Crap. name slipping my Zendaya? mind? Zendaya. Zendaya. Is it Zendaya, Zendaya? or Daya? Zendaya. Whatever. I don't care. I know her. <laughs> anyway, however, however, her, her her name is properly pronounced. Uh, I don't Good think Zendaya. she is all that great at all. Uh, I I just think she's 
She's an actress. Occasionally, I thought she was decent in No Way Home. Uh, yeah, anyway, Zendaya. yeah. So Sydney Sweeney is one of her co-stars on that show, and her mother turned uh, sixty recently, and the internet lost its mind as it has the tendency to do. To do. Um, so this is from Bounding into Comics. This wasn't the first place that I found it, but we like we like using them. So uh, it says Sydney Sweeney rebukes attacks against her family. Social media users double down and call her family racist. Uh, so it says progressives on social media spent Saturday afternoon attacking actress Sydney Sweeney and her family for appearing to be right leaning in certain in recent stirring of photos. The star posted uh, celebrating at her mother's birthday. So that's pretty much everything i mean they, they go into some detail about it some here are some of the photos um you know it's like them having this uh i think she's from arkansas let me see if i can pull up uh anyway so she's like her family's pretty southern uh mm-hmm. i mean they're they're doing this like you know they're riding on this uh mechanical bull they're all wearing like cowboy hats and uh her there's this this is the the shot right here um so for those of you that are just listening to this her uncle i believe is wearing a shirt with the blue line on it the american flag with the blue line Uh, on it, which is is uh like the blue blue lives matter shirt or whatever yeah that's one of the one of the politicking shirts commandments yeah that's one of the uh, one of the progressive left it is yeah and then everyone lost their mind because two of her family members are wearing mom and dad uh yeah they're 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 wearing these hats that uh, look like MAGA hats, but they actually say uh, "Make sixty great again." No, I think they, what they actually said is "Progressive suck, get a life." <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's here's an up close of the the shirt right here, so you can see the blue line on his shirt or whatever. And yeah. which dude, always cracks me up, like because you know he probably has a "Don't tread on me," <laughs> and it's like, but you're wearing the shirt of the people who tread. Yeah, and so all of these people came out there. This. This one user on Twitter said, just say uh, a part of your family is racist and move on. And this was in reply to her saying, you guys, this is wild. An innocent celebration of my mom's milestone 60th birthday has turned into an absurd political statement, which was not the intention. Please stop you making know, assumptions. Much love to everyone and happy birthday, mom. She Dude. just said kick rocks. I know. She just said <laughs> kick go rocks. Go touch grass. Yeah. <laughs> go touch grass. Happy birthday, mom. <laughs> but no, I, I think... Listen, as far as celebrities, I, I guess she's considered a celebrity. I, yeah. She's not someone that I have really paid attention to, but this is a pretty good response. It is, she's not mm-hmm. apologizing for the celebration. Um, I think she probably understands, because let's, let's be honest, her family's probably more right of center yes. than... And that's okay. And who, yeah. Well, no, for normal people, that's okay. But for weirdos on the internet? No. For the progressive, for, again, and like, let's be clear, there are normal progressive people. Of course there are. I'm just talking about the- We're talking about weirdos. On the internet. Yes. That just, man, dude. There, there is a difference. have no life. It's just, oh my gosh, someone thinks differently than I do. It's- yeah. Everything under the book. Here's a uh, here's one with a, a cat picture as their <laughs> profile, who has a blue check mark. Says rich white people will make innocent and lighthearted jokes about 
out of violent political dogma and symbolism because it literally does not affect them. The plight and oppression of marginalized groups is nothing more than a depressing post they have to scroll past on their feed. Like, what? People are just bored, man. They don't have anything dude, they have to do nothing, dude, and this, to actually complain about. This is beyond, like, white knighting for a group of people. I mean, we talk about it all the time. It's like, a religion. It's a religion. It's, it's 100%. Like, it doesn't have... A, a real centered structure. It's not like they have a pope or a pastor. For the most part, there's like a a, a collective of people, mm-hmm. and they don't even all agree on who is that. And it changes from time to time, right? But the the dogma is all there. The general consensus of how you must behave and what you are and are not allowed to do in your life, uh, dude. It's I the insanity to me that the pendulum has swung so far in the opposite direction from, like, the 80s and 90s. when yes, the religious the moral majority. Yeah. This is, like, beyond... This is beyond that. This is beyond, like, uh, Fox News getting upset about Mass Effect... Excuse me, about Mass Effect because you could have sex with an alien in it. <laughs> like, this is beyond that. Or freaking uh, uh, Christians getting upset when we were probably in middle school with Harry Potter releasing and then that's not good but lord of the rings is yeah and narnia yeah exactly the magic in harry potter versus the magic in lord of the rings and narnia yeah that was like you know a certain group of like moms and like family members and a lot of those people eventually kind of just were like oh yeah i guess it really is like harry potter's not really that big of a deal right but this is yeah. completely different it's like nah sorry can't support someone who has racist family it's like okay and this is what we were talking, dude. I'm telling you, this is exactly what we were talking about last week, um, with uh, the straw hat guy, mm-hmm. where they are automatically making moral uh, assumptions about groups of people based on a shirt and a hat that doesn't even say, like the hat in particular, that doesn't even stand for the thing that they think it does. Yep. Now, we could have a discussion about the Blue Lives Matter thing. Like, you and I have talked about that plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get into that today. It's not really the point. But at the same time, it's her uncle's prerogative to wear that shirt if he wants to. Yeah, it doesn't make him racist. Yeah. Just you when don't, you're searching you don't for him. it, you're going to see it everywhere. When you're trying to see what you want to believe, it, it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. If I start my day out as, you know... Uh, it's going to rain, everything's bad, it sucks, and then it rains, and three days from now, it's like, I knew it was going to rain this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you Dude. know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like, again, being able to, unless someone's making a very explicit state statement, then it seems disingenuous to not ask questions, to not have a dialogue, and a good faith one, too, to where you're not assuming the worst about someone just because you don't have anything else going on in your life. Mm-hmm. That you always have to have this enemy and this victim mindset of people are out to get me. Now, there may be some people where there are people out to get them. Yeah. But good night on Twitter. Well, I got, I got to play the ISO. First, the white man and the black man have to be able to sit down at the same table. The white man has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of that Negro. And the so-called Negro has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of the white man. Then they can bring the issues that are under the rug out on top of the table and take an intelligent approach to get the problem solved. That's the only way that they'll ever do it. Malcolm X. Yeah, man. Something that we've talked about before is being able to have a genuine conversation without 
being concerned about hurting each other, not with the intent of being hurtful, but a, a good faith dialogue. Yeah, not so, not name calling, not calling people fragile. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and you know, I it wasn't in the original video, but I added it in because I thought it would add some extra context uh, to Straw Hat. But I put his argument in there that if you are trying to defend the fact that you're not fragile, it just proves that you are. Uh, and it's just so, like, and it's just the, you take that logic. If I accuse you of whatever, you're a murderer. Yeah. And someone tries to defend themselves. If you defend yourself, that means you're yeah. a murderer. Oh, see, because you're defending yourself, you must be a murderer. Are you kidding? Get out of here! Like, yeah. what are you thinking, dude? And this is this is the thing is that because we've had uh, replies about that in particular, but people are like, "Well, why won't you like tag him or like, oh, you should like." Uh, talk to this person it's like why what is going to be accomplished it's not even that I just forgot yeah it's like that simple it's like that's why I started out because I'm afraid yeah. Ooh. Um, <laughs> anyway I don't know what I'm gonna do is straw hat goofy replies back to me <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's easy it's on, like, that's a lot just... like your your reasoning is a logical fallacy anything yeah. else anything else and then I proceeded to tag him in it, which is funny though, because I tagged him in the one that we're, I'm releasing tomorrow. Uh, so, <laughs> just people, man. And as the thing is, like, if if there was the chance for a reasonable sit down, and not about I like, and that's the thing is, it's like I don't even really want to talk about She Hulk or any of that that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It has a lot more to do with. Come on, man! Like, can can we have honest? dialogue can yeah. can you have a conversation with me without this coming to some sort of like thought process you have that I have a fragile ego or that the people who are responding to you have fragile egos it can't because just be a disagreement in, yeah, yeah with this preconceived notion and this bias of how certain people are or whatnot yeah. just because they dislike something that you like yeah or and vice versa yeah you know yeah so it's not it's just not productive at all. No. But when is social media known for being productive? So, uh, yeah, very rarely, very yeah. rarely, man. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about this one? Yeah. So we got this next article here. We got a couple actually for the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. This article is about Sir Lenny Henry, who is playing one of the Harfoots. Applause, Amazon, not. For an authentic ad- adaptation of the story, not for keeping the Tolkien spirit, themes, ideas, and concepts, not for anything that has to do with something that makes a story good, the narrative, the plot, right? But for moving away from Tolkien to fair skinned people to a more diverse cast, the first thing I thought of was this. Bro, people would have gone crazy if this was a white dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, I'm so glad we moved away from you, you first can't. class to a more fair skin, or if you want to say, uh, moved away from a diverse cast to a you know more Hispanic cast or whatnot. And it's just it's just odd that it's like we've said this time and time again that diversity and representation is great when and where it makes sense and when it's organic to the story, right? No one's made the argument that 
a story has to be a one-for-one adaptation. But when I used the example before in a previous episode of The Last Airbender and how them race-swapping the good guys from Asia and how they're written in the source material to white was an indication Mm -hmm. that, hey, this is probably going to be a bad movie. There's an absolute guarantee that it is. But if they're willing to change something like this, what else are they going to be willing to change? Because it just doesn't seem authentic and, and genuine. It seems to lack understanding of what you're doing. And so with the executive producers and the showrunners leading this, what we've been able to see is that they're adding a lot of postmodernism in Tolkien, who's a traditionalist. Right. So right off the bat, you're getting something found foundationally wrong. Right. And if you really, if Amazon really cared about DEI, as we've said before, they would do projects, you know, adapt a, a work of literature from write an actual script, like an original script, that too, or adapt you know, something from an African, Asian, Hispanic, so on and so forth, mm-hmm. African American, you know, person and bring it to the screen. Yeah. And not you make it, I mean? po- and also not make it postmodern. See, this is the, and that's yes. the biggest problem with where we're at right now. I, I, um, you had sent me the guy, um, for, it was a guy on TikTok, uh, that you were talking to, uh, mm-hmm. who you said seemed pretty cool. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but, um, he, uh, he had a, a video, where he was talking about what, who would you have directing and who would you cast if you were to remake the original Avengers today. And I just went like, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, well, it's an interesting question. I was like, but the first thing that popped in my head was, dude, I would not want to see that remade right now. Yeah, right. His name is, his TikTok page, at least, and his YouTube is official MGC. Okay. So, uh, Yeah, good, good stuff. I just, there's none of this mainstream... Like, ad- ad- these new adaptate these adaptations that they're doing from like traditionally like European centric stories, mm-hmm. where instead of finding stuff that is specific to a certain area, or going sci-fi where you can have a lot of that uh, that diversity because that's one of the the nice things about sci-fi is that things begin to intermingle with each other when you get mm-hmm. into like those kind of scenarios because everyone's right. going into space. Uh, you can have that kind of stuff easily. Uh, I I will still stand by the fact that Hollywood continues to just go back to the well. They they are moral grandstanding, and yep. I always find it really funny when people tell us that like somehow we're in the wrong for criticizing Hollywood for tokenization and like using these people for essentially political points. Yep. Cause that's what it is. Exactly. Uh, like Lenny, it's exactly what it is. Lenny Henry may not even believe this stuff. These are talking points that the actors are given when they are doing interviews. Yep. We've seen this with, uh, Eternals in the past where it's like you watch if you watch interviews and you watch the promotional material where the actors are specific I have to be like so specific with this now too because if I if I say something slightly off someone's going to be like yeah well in this trailer there wasn't any of that they didn't they weren't talking in that trailer it's so annoying but specifically when the actors are given the opportunity to do an interview you will see that they say the exact same things over and over and over again it's the same talking points and they say those things because that is what has been greenlit for them to talk about when it comes to the show 
and it's hardly anything ever about their character's motivations, their intentions, their characteristics, yeah. the the plot, oh, you know, so yeah. on and so forth. One of forth. the things I love about my character is how heroic he goes from being this scared individual into becoming uh, the hero that his village needs him to be, or whatever, you know. That and just, I related to that because this is what I went through in my life, you know what I mean? Sure. It's and, like, and, it, like, at least in that sense, there's a connection there. Yeah. But... Again, everything's filtered through a postmodern lens, and it's even more ironic and hilarious when Middle Earth is already diverse in the Far East. The Far East represents African and Asian and Middle Eastern culture, and you can even throw in Hispanic culture in there if you wanted to, along with, you know, you look at Numenor. Numenor is more like a Mediterranean culture, so still white, but Mediterranean. Uh, and so again, there's, it, it's already there. So to thus make elves, you know, make a black elf when in actuality you could have gone the East Asian elf, right. Uh, as far as sticking to the canon, right? right. Being authentic and then to make a dwarf black and then to make a, uh, Dude. the Hobbit black it just it, it, it leads to continuity issues source material issues and then it looks disingenuous yeah. when you already have all this within his work and if you're gonna it's, if you're gonna do it it better be incredibly good, good. like if you're yeah. gonna go so far out of your way and i i saw um mauler and uh shad and um nerd uh and gary. Neurotic, gary talking about uh episode two and um, they were talking about Daenerys and her wearing a, you know, changing inconsequential things. Like, why do you have to change inconsequential things? And then I had a point with this, and it just completely slipped my mind. It's okay. I know what you're talking about. They're yeah. talking about how does it make sense when you, you know, inconsequential things. Oh, that's oh. okay. That doesn't matter. I good. Pick, go I ahead. P- I picked it up. So the idea being that ha- the. the th- the thing has to be good. And sorry, guys. I, my brain literally just shut off for a second. Like, <laughs> it's it was all like, good. Um, I'm glad it happened to you and not me this time. The new Game of Thrones show, House of the Dragon, can get away with some of the, the race swapping because the show is actually, as of right now, pretty good. Mm-hmm. We're only two episodes in. But you can get away with... Oh, and, and they've also been saying all of this stuff uh, uh, behind the scenes about how it's like a feminist story about how uh the the first episode with the pregnancy scene was about a woman's right to choose i mean they're saying all these really dumb things that when you're watching the show you're going like did these people even read the script are they actually keeping up with the plot of this show um because it's not all really there and in some cases and this is what they were saying in some cases it actually seems to Mauler and them, uh, it, it seems to be Same contradicting. Yeah, it seems to be contradicting what what they're saying, especially that pregnancy stuff. Um, yeah. They they miss the mark on that that one completely. I mean, you could you could yeah. really have a whole conversation about the comparisons between um, the joust and the pregnancy scene and what the like the representation of that um, and how Means. yeah his wife literally was saying like the pregnancy is like the woman's battlefield and she like believed wholeheartedly in that she believed in her purpose um there wasn't anything in her that was like no this isn't i don't want to do this she understood her purpose Mm -hmm. um and was and you could say that there's a lot of and she's not in the show very much but there's a a strong 
female character written in that like 30 minutes of screen time that she actually has in the first episode mm. um and that's it it's a little it's a tiny little character arc um but it's surprisingly more impactful than what they've done in other cases but all of that to be said if you make something right okay take even with like old marvel right like they've they mm-hmm. and they did this in the comics but um nick fury was race swapped mm-hmm. and nobody cared in marvel and you want to know why because it was good yeah because he killed yep. it yep and that's the thing here with the rings of power is that first off marvel and tolkien two completely different well, of course things, yeah obviously but you have to have a good explanation for why this happens because this is a it's a prequel to the ring to the lord of the rings right. movies it's a right. prequel that's just what it is everyone they're, keep- they're trying to try they're trying to play uh they're trying to eat have their cake and eat it too by uh-huh. saying we're doing our own thing but uh-huh. they're not actually doing their own thing because uh-huh. they're literally using the lord of the rings and along with some other stuff too. and and all of the early reviews or whatever they constantly are referring back to jackson's trilogy yes did you like what i sent you this weekend when i said did you see the uh Oh yeah, uh, picture for the uh, audience reaction to the rings. <laughs> he just sent me a picture of a bunch of sheep watching a movie. <laughs> yeah, eating popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of more so what I want to say. Again, uh, movies and TV shows need to be as diverse as possible when and where it makes sense to the script. I mean, it's just pretty common sense things. I don't want to see. You know, an adaptation of The Rage of Dragons by Ethan Winter, Evan Winter, who I almost called him Ethan. It may be The Rage of Dragons, which is by, hmm, I don't know if he's Canadian or if he's African-American. Um, but <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, well, you know what I mean, like American. <laughs> Jeez, I'm trying to be... <laughs> Uh, consensus correct here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Using the consensus. Caucasian, African American, uh, uh, Pacific Islander. Yeah. <laughs> but just, anyway, just the Rage of Dra- yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, just say BIPOC or whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to say black, <laughs> <laughs> African. Uh, you, everybody knows my heart. It's good. Uh, the Rage of Dragons by Evan Winter. And it's, you know, based on African culture. That's the setting. And it has dragons in it. Easily could just adapt that. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to see that cast then race swap to white. And so, I mean, I actually was thinking about this today. And I remember the movie Apocalypto because I really liked it. I enjoyed it when I saw it years and years and years ago uh, to where it's an all Hispanic cast. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, uh, Parasite. Parasite. They're, they're, listen, this stuff, this stuff is out games. there. It, it's it's really convenient that people forget that these movies exist. Yep. But it's it just it, it constantly. It's just it's getting old. Well, it's they need to modernize it, David. It's Fan- why fantasy worlds have to look like our modern world. Yeah, it's why I don't even <laughs> want to talk about like ethnicity when it comes to to entertainment anymore. It's just like yeah. listen. We're just going to talk about whether it's good or not. Yeah. I don't I don't care about this like politicking drama that they're trying to do. I mean, the re- it, and it sucks because it makes me believe that the reason that they're casting certain ethnicities in certain roles is because they know it's going to piss people off and it gives them the opportunity to drum up drama. Yep, media attention. And it's just so disingenuous. Like there uh, there are it's even like with Lance Red, uh, Redding Red, Reddick, right? 
The, yeah. the guy's an awesome actor um, that they put into this garbage. I don't know who told him this was that being in that show was a good idea, but he should fire. He should fire his his uh, his manager, whoever got him that role. Yes. Like just clean house, man, because that was a terrible idea. Um, but then it's just like, oh, we're gonna just drum up drama or whatever. And I'm just, oh, I'm over it. It's like make just make good, just make good content. Yeah. Please just make good exactly. content. Have, hire some writers. Hire some people who can build out a world for you, whether that's an adaptation of something or not. Um, and, and like make something original. Yeah, and stop being so heavy-handed with your like your your moral messaging. Yeah, I think we were talking about this last week. We were actually, uh, and I think what you brought up about Gary and Shadowversary and Mahler talking about on the review of House of the Dragon with in the showrunners and whoever saying that we wanted to insert these leftist ideas in the show. Yeah. But they could be taken either way or for saying the contradictory meaning like that's actually a good thing to have that subtlety to where, Hey, we're going to talk about the patriarchy or the matriarchy or a matriarchal society. We're going to talk about a constitutional Republic. We're going to talk about whatever you want to say. Right. Mm -hmm. But we're going to present it in a way to where you see is subtle and you see the the benefits or the pros and the cons, the 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 negatives of this type of society or you you the Twelve Angry Men, for example, the movie from the fifties about uh, these twelve jurors who have to decide the fate of this young boy who was accused of murdering his father and kind of, you know, the the nuance there is and the complexity to a court case like that and how easy yeah. by a group of your peers it can be just to be just to uh, get a guilty verdict yeah and and stuff like that but it just takes one person well, to try and question things and do the right things yeah. again to kill a mockingbird to kill a mockingbird complexity. was similar to that um those things can exist and if you're out if you're setting out to make that kind of story that's great but when you're infusing it into something a pre-existing property that never had anything to do with that that has a built-in fan base mm-hmm. and you're you know that you're going to piss people off and you're doing it just to gain some clout or some uh, yep. headlines um it's just disingenuous garbage like i it, it is and yeah. i think it comes from i think to a lot of these writers just think their audiences are stupid so oh, they definitely when do. i when i talk about the subtlety and nuance it could be some one person could take this scene or this episode or this season or whatnot to say, hey, this is talking about how great the patriarchy is. Someone else could take it and be, this is talking about how bad it is, regardless of what the showrunner's personal opinions are. Yeah, you know what well, I mean? yeah, and that, that happens. It's letting the audience decide that whatever happens it is lot, you're talking about. And you shoot yourself in the foot when you do stuff like that because with a show like House of the Dragon where you're, you're like trying to push this specific agenda, or the mm-hmm. showrunners and the, and the actors, a lot of them, are saying these things that's pushing a specific agenda, but then you watch the show and you're like, well, the women are just as terrible as the men in this. As the men are. So it's like, are are you guys (laughs) dumb or are you just like posturing your moral standards uh, in front of people and then the show really doesn't have anything to do with that, which is what it's sort of seeming like in House of the Dragon. Yeah. Um, We'll see about the rest of it. I don't even think that specifically doing something about a patriarchy or a monarchy or whatever the case may be is really the best way to go in a story. I don't it's think a, so either. It's a piece of it. So you ha- that is a yeah. se- that is a specific piece of a setting that okay, 
this world that we've created, it happens to be run by this. Let's craft a story about people living in this scenario and the people that are there and the way that they interact with each other and then mm-hmm. how a you know you you would have to craft it in a way where you obviously would have a king or a queen or you would have whatever we're talking about and that that is just a a that's dressing on top of your your story it yep. it's a it's a piece of it it's not going to be like well i'm set, it, like if you set out to write a story about how great like monarchies are people are going to just see through it immediately same thing with yeah. like, pa- patriarchies generally and like dude we could even talk about it from a biblical perspective it's like biblically the like patriarchies are a thing and those guys fail all the time mm-hmm. it's it, it's not a it's it's not a uh a good uh thing to look at as far as hey you know biblically uh the jews were a patriarchal society um you know, and the Bible is lifting up that specific version of society. It's like, no, dude, uh, just go read about the kings, a lot of the prophets. Yes. Um, you know, oh, any of the any like any of the but, the characters in those stories. It's like they they screw up all the time. Yeah. So it's, and I was more so the the I guess what to be more clear the point I was trying to bring up is you these showrunners and writers take this neutral stance and even if they want they don't want to take a neutral stance necessarily presenting things in a subtle way or what have you to allow the audience to make a decision yeah, on what sure. they think Absolutely. and what they get from it yeah. but regardless of what you think about the rings of power when it releases amazon studios <laughs> will declare the lord of the rings the rings of power of a victory regardless of actual viewership according to this article from bounding into comics and again i found this on i think it was actually deadline no business insider is where i originally saw it uh, but you know we like bounding in the comics so we use them but yeah so a report came out that claimed that amazon studios and prime video will declare you know rings of power success regardless of what actually happens because that first season costs a billion dollars <laughs> dude that is crazy and the freaking uh, house Game of Thrones House of Dragons because apparently that's the actual title I didn't realize that uh, spent way less than they did and it looks so much better mm-hmm. now hopefully 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 this is all just extre- the worst marketing of a show we've ever seen and we watch it and it's a phenomenal show yeah that's what we hope I highly doubt it. Yeah, so that's really – I just more so thought it was funny. I read the article, but, I mean, it's really nothing much it's, to it. Dude, it's going to – Even if it's not the highest performing thing Amazon has done, they're going to be presenting it as uh, – like they. It, this is the thing. It will be the number one streaming – Of course it will because we're a lot of people are still going to – they're going to be curious enough to watch like the first – two episodes yeah of course but that's where and that's you know amazon you know doing these free tickets on august 31st to the movie theaters and they're gonna say we sold out all these theaters uh-huh. yeah because you offered it for free yep. uh secondly you know <laughs> I, the so, spin in the media they're doing attacking fans and stuff like that they're they're people are going to whether if it's hate watching or because they're looking forward to watch it the, the check out and see what actually happens yeah so it should be if it's not the number one streaming on Amazon Prime, whoo, buddy, that's gonna be bad for them. I am still 
betting that yeah. this is the show that gets Amazon to remove star ratings from their stuff. <laughs> it, Just going to go to the like and the dislike. <laughs> dude, I, yeah, maybe that's, yeah, so it's like it becomes a personal thing rather than something that everyone can see. Yeah, uh, They remove, like, reviews for this stuff. Like, I, I'm telling you, man, it may not happen, but the I, article... An insider said that if the if it's not the highest performing thing Amazon has ever done, it's a failure. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, hey, nobody watched this show. It seems like it's got to be even higher. I mean, like, they've never spent a billion dollars on a season of any other thing that they've made. Nope. I don't think no one has. And so I'm telling you, man, I think this thing's going to start. If they don't do it for everything, I wouldn't be surprised if they eventually turn the stuff off specifically for this. Hmm. I wonder, too, if this will lead to production companies not committing like this in the future to IPs, to which mass, may be like a good massive thing. projects. So that's yeah. the thing is that I don't know if you saw the, the clip of um, Matt Damon talking about it, mm-hmm. but one of the reasons that the current market for a lot of this stuff isn't sustainable is because DVD sales don't exist anymore. So mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to earn your money back. Uh, so, and this is a little bit different. I'm not exactly sure. I guess uh, advertising is is one of the big ways that uh, the stuff that shows up on Amazon and some of these other companies, it's how they make their money back mm-hmm. um, through like deals and things like that. Uh, but with your movies, right? So take Marvel, for instance. Uh, you might, it's not sustainable in the long run because the physical market for these things is going away and has for a lot of these other movies. So Matt Damon was saying, and we were, we were definitely correct about this. I think this is one of the first times I've gotten this. Like I've seen someone from the industry actually confirm this. Um, You have your, your budget and then you double your budget for promotion. Uh, And then he, I think he even mentioned that there's something else on top of that. So he, if he wanted to make this kind of like romance movie that costs, you know, 25 million or whatever, by the time he's done, it's going to be closer to uh, like 75, a hundred million. And he asked, and a, a small scale romance comedy is not going to make a hundred million dollars back. No. And because the DVD sales don't exist anymore. So you can't make those kind of movies. And so, the industry seems to potentially be on a, a a track of moving away from these massive blockbusters. So it's going to be interesting to see with Rings of Power and some of the stuff coming up mm-hmm. in, in in years to come how they're handling it. Also, I'm dumb. Uh, Amazon's definitely making money off of subscriptions. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I just can't, I, I forget about that because I don't I don't think about Amazon and like paying for the Amazon subscription for Amazon Prime as far like like yeah, video prime I think about it what with you delivery got it for. yeah um it's the I'm right there with you yeah yeah so that sorry guys that completely slipped my mind for a second well, um and, yeah. and here's the thing like with these streaming platforms releasing one episode a week is the way to go so you can get your advertising mm-hmm. and stuff like that actually I was watching people think it's in people's mouths for longer yep I was watching uh the outfit on Peacock this past week and when we paused the movie I thought this was interesting about probably about five to seven seconds however long after we paused it to do something an ad came up not a video ad but just a picture ad and I was like that's actually a great way to do advertising hey every time I pause it I see an ad yeah I wouldn't really you know after about five to seven seconds I wouldn't really I think that's a great way moving forward but I do think you're right you know, with all these companies now losing money, we saw that Paramount Plus. 
is a loser. I think Peacock <laughs> is too a loss leader. Paramount Plus lost like a billion or more than a billion Wait, dollars. So we're with streaming. we might not get Halo season two. What are we gonna do, dude? Oh man, no. <laughs> we're not that fortunate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's already done. Without like, fail, Paramount's producing that garbage. Uh, well, I think season two is like already done. Oh gosh! Can't wait! Can't wait! Oh man! <laughs> yeah, they did great numbers for us, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I think it's going to be interesting seeing how things move forward. Just because of you know you have Warner Brothers fifty five billion dollars in debt. I'm sure these other companies are in debt too, and so yeah. there's going to have to be a way to make up their money. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into episode two of. House yes. of Dragons, is it? Is it? I still do this, dude. House of the what? Dragons. House of the Dragons. Hang on, no. Is it House of the Dragons or House of the Dragon? I think it's just Dragon. I think you're right. Yeah, House of the, House Dragon. Of the Dragon. But technically, okay. it's Game of Thrones. House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. Okay. With the show. So, a couple things. One. Uh, we're changing up the format for this. I am not doing B-roll again. It took forever, uh, and we're not getting the like. I, it is not getting the numbers yet. Like we are not big enough on YouTube for me to be spending that much time working doing B-roll. on B-roll because I just don't feel as if it's being appreciated enough. Uh, yeah. It took it took a long time to edit that first one, and it I cut a ton of our conversation out from it because it was going to be like 45 minutes and I was like no I was like I'm not doing 45 like like 45 ish minutes of this trying to make everything fit in so uh for whether you're listening or whether you're watching this um we're switching back to what we did for Halo now I don't want to do a detailed breakdown of this that was already discussion that we had um I just don't it's not that I don't see the point in it it's more of I'd rather hit certain points about it and then maybe at some point we'll do a stream and talk more about our overall feelings of the show and we maybe we can go into a little more detail about uh the season as a whole um so let's start with general thoughts of episode two and yes. then i'll i'll kind of like scan through this a little bit if there's something specific that that you or i wanted to talk about we can try to keep it in order of when it happened in the show as much as possible yep. um and we'll go from there. So, uh, as tradition dictates, uh, go. F- you get to go first. Nice. Well, I thought episode two was really good. Okay. Uh, slow burn, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Slow maybe, burn. Maybe a little but too slow. I didn't slow. necessarily. Yeah, I, I would give you that a little maybe bit too little. slow. I thought the editing could have been better, cutting out specific scenes to make it a little bit shorter of an episode. I think it just seems like these companies get bogged down by. I'm sure they felt the pressure of, hey, it needs to be this long, uh-huh. and a, we need to pad it out. It's about 52, where, 52-ish minutes. Where I, I think the opposite way, less can be more. Yeah. And so I think if, if, if there's a little bit finer editing, uh, you know, cutting some things out, specific scenes, then it would have been a lot less slower. But I, my kind of sense I got from it was a good episode uh-huh. with – uh, it seemed that episode one was a majority of the setup, and then episode two was finishing, finishing what they didn't up. get to yeah. in episode one. But uh, I enjoyed the detail, too, in this episode. I think when they did the shot of the stone city of, what is it, Valeria? 
that the king has in his chambers. Oh, that stuff is cool. Yeah, yeah. The, de- the, the little like set dressings and and things like that that they're doing. It's yeah. really cool. And there's there's a shot though where there's spider webs on it, uh, and it's just okay. like and you could bear, dude. If I missed it, Kayla, my wife had to point it out to yeah. me, right? Yeah, yeah and yeah. we paused it. And I'm like, you freaking missed that. But that uh-huh. amount of detail comes through. I was watching uh, Rhaenyra in the last episode, too. I didn't mention this, but she has the crest of all seven houses or whatnot on her little, uh, I don't know, collar thing, ribbon thing. Uh-huh. And I thought that was interesting. I really enjoy the just a detail in this show you it, it really comes across that they care at least someone so far. someone working on the show cares about yes some of this stuff yeah the I, design the mm-hmm. sets the and you could definitely tell they love that freaking candle scene or the candle yes set. i was actually going to mention that that's probably as aesthetically that's my favorite yes. part of the episode um i was going back and kind of scanning through it again uh before we recorded this and uh i was like i, I just I'm so thankful that there are at least some people out there working on shows like this that still care about practical effects. Yes. Something as simple as real candles being lit and then the cinematographers... And not CGI. Yeah, they're using those candles to light the faces of the actresses in that scene. Mm. And I was just like... I was like, it's so simple. I was like, but thank Praise you. Praise be to the candle maker. Yeah. Um, Gods be good. Yeah, I, I I generally agree. I I don't I didn't like this episode quite as much as the last one. Um, Agreed. I think it definitely starts off a little bit slow, and then until mm-hmm. Damon shows up, uh, wow, dude. Every dude, I'm telling you, every time Matt Smith is there, it's just like the show gets just a lifts like, up a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, oh, okay, I'm liking this a little bit more. Um, I really like. I, wh- uh, why do you think that is? Do you think it's just because of his character uh, his, is just his, good. His character is good. His charisma, his mm-hmm. his just screen performance. The the kind of you don't really know which he, direction he can go. He's more fleshed out than Keeps anybody your, else in the cast so far, too. Yeah, keeps you on your toes. Auto mm-hmm. Auto is relatively fleshed out. I think this episode he he's shown more. And I, one of the things I really like about him is how subtle he is. And his, mm-hmm. you, you, this is the episode. You, you kind of see it in the first episode. This is the one where you're really starting to see how manipulative he can be. Mm-hmm. But that he also and that duplicitous nature he has, yeah. that dichotomy um, there. I think that uh, I, I uh, Renera, I think, start shown a lot more in this episode. I really like her actress. I think she's doing a really good job. Who knows mm-hmm. what's going to happen when you get the, the time jump where it switches to actresses. That's the one thing I'm kind of wor- like I, I might have mentioned that in the last one. I'm a little worried about when they get to that point in the time jump that yeah. uh Allison and Renera's actresses, their older versions aren't going to be as good as, you, as the younger versions. Yeah, well cuz you've built up this relationship with the younger versions of them and then they're gone. And now you have the older versions, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess now we're going to have to figure out if we like this version of the character. And yep. it's it's a dangerous— It's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. It's dangerous because the show could potentially start to fall flat when two of your primary characters— and I'm this is more of a like possibility of this happening, but if they're yeah. not good— it's a it's a big gamble to to make to have two actresses come in all of a sudden that you're like this isn't working for me. Hey, 
round of applause for the showrunners and the creatives behind the show taking a big risk. I don't, I can't think of another series off the top of my head that's taken these time, these kind of time jumps. Sure. When this episode came, we had to rewind it because we were like, did they just say they, like, it's, it's been six, it's months, about, about six since months since her death? Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> well, dude, what I was a like, great, wow, that's a big jump. Dude, we've, we've talked about, we were, we've talked about this with The Witcher and how confusing the timeline is for that show. And this show, shows you exactly how to do it yep you have you just you're a character is having a conversation with someone and they of course the <laughs> yep. husband would literally be keeping count of how long it's been since his wife dies especially and with how natural. traumatic that was yeah yes it, it just it works and if and if you've been through a loss like that you understand yeah. why it's been six months you know to the day yeah and so it's just it's really good storytelling i can't and i think even if it doesn't pay off the time jumps that they're going to do in this season and with this show seemingly, I at least applaud them for trying to be original. Now, and I think they're in a unique position because me personally, I wish they, uh, I've heard some other people make this point and we were making this point last week. I wish they would differentiate themselves and stay away from game of Thrones as much as possible. <laughs> That's a great without- segue. Go ahead. That's a great segue because I want to just I got to mention this so I can I can okay. scroll through this a little bit. One of the worst decisions they made was this intro. The music, right? It's the exa- yeah, it is the Game of Thrones scene. I honestly I'm not really even into this whole like uh bloodlines set yeah. thing. It's a little on the nose. Like I I get it. I don't think it's nearly as creative, and I'm just like I, 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 when it started up and I heard the Game of Thrones music, I just laughed a little bit. See, see I don't have, I don't mind the on the nose with the with how they chose to go about this. Yeah, I just it was the music for me. It's I was just, just like it would be nice to have this show have its own, own distinctive music. Yes, it should have its own intro. You throw a little remix in the middle of it of the original Game of Thrones thing, but to go this on the note, like to just be yeah. like, nah, it, we're just gonna use that. Everyone loves that song. We're, we'll just use and, that. And I, on one hand, I understand in the sense of you're trying to kind of like, hey, remember when you really loved Game of Thrones? Yeah. <laughs> Come to us. You remember when you really hated Game of Thrones? Stay away. Yeah. They just, it's a weird. They're just trying to balance. They're, they're in, a, in a difficult, I think in a difficult situation, a unique situation, but I think it's better, in my opinion, for them to stand on their own two feet. Without, make a House of like, the Dragon, make a House of the Dragon theme. theme. It's, it's, it's it, that simple. Get the person who, the people who made the Game of Thrones Dill. Yeah. Maybe they'll learn from that. Maybe they'll take some of the criticism of, you know, hey, like, why are you using this? Thing? Like, dude, it bugs me so much that they use the, the game. Of, like, I the really did. It just bugs me. I, I, I can't get over the fact that it's like, it feels like a lazy decision. It does. And, and my wife liked it. And uh, I was just like, I looked I, at her. And it's I was like, fine. Don't talk to me. I, listen, it, it is. <laughs> I just it get your own get your own theme. Yes. To differentiate yourself more. You're they're That's just, what I was telling you last week. Yeah. I said I feel like they should differentiate themselves more than what they're doing. It's not that they're not differentiating themselves. It's just that not to where I think would make this show better to where, hey, we're just standing on our own two feet on this. Yeah, there's some things we can draw people in. 
you know, with Game of Thrones, get the normies in. But obviously, 10.2 million viewers for this episode, 10 million for the premiere. Obviously, normies. Everybody's into it. it, man. Everybody yeah. who's watching it is is it was the first episode was good enough that they wanted to bring back a second one. Um, I, I, I okay, so this scene reminded me of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, this is pretty cool. <laughs> it um, is. I really like sort of like the aesthetic and what they're setting up for this I really hope that the guy that they're setting up sort of as the villain mm-hmm. that he's gonna last longer than like one more episode because it they're supposed to have a <laughs> big be battle like the same man <laughs> yeah they're supposed to have a big battle in the next episode and if it's just kind of over and they move on I'm gonna be a little and just like a little annoyed I was um, kind of hoping that this second episode I had one of the rumors was that it was going to be kind of like a uh, background on Damon and we're just going to kind of focus on him. And I was really, I got let down when it was. We'll get, I wouldn't be surprised if we get an episode later in this, this yeah. series about that. Got to be careful with those episodes, though. You know why? Why's that? Because usually when they do like retrospective, like, or introspective episodes, yeah. the character dies in that episode. Oh, yeah. That's it's true. honestly, it's kind of an anime trope <laughs> where they do that. Um, You know, The Walking Dead had a character gains a conscience, dies in that episode. And one of the other things that happens a lot is when they do an episode where they focus heavily on a character, and then that character, like uh, they're reminiscing and they're realizing the mistakes they've made in their lives, yeah. Or like they're just having this like introspective thing. They usually get killed off in that episode. So there's, I I will say this with uh, Lord Corliss. What's his name? Uh, Corliss. 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 I did enjoy the fact that they didn't do any tropes, but it's him getting looked over a bunch yeah, is the, due to him being a second son, kind of like Damon. I thought that ending uh-huh. uh, that ending I, of he, the second episode was a good connection. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. You're jumping ahead a little bit. That's like the very Just excited. Um, but I, enjoy, I enjoyed this scene. I think you're right. Hopefully he lasts more than just a couple episodes. And we'll, we'll, see, one. we'll see him at the end of the episode. Um, the, 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 guy crabs, told, yeah, the crab man. The crab man. It's nice, too, because I think if I... Someone had mentioned this... Um, in the previous episode when I was watching some other people's reviews, um, that the show is not dirty enough. Like, it, it still has a bit of that, that it's a little too clean in places. Hmm. Um, I think that's, you see a lot of that in King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the original show, even like Robert Baratheon and some of the other characters that were, hot, like, you know, they were in the um, the upper class of mm-hmm. the city, there was still a bit of like grimy dirtiness to it. And this show is missing a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. So to have this specific opening and getting to see a little more of that grimy side of things, uh, I, nice. I liked a lot. And I don't know if it's just a a decision um, from the the creators to make mm-hmm. this part much cleaner to differentiate itself from the common class or the lower class or the pirates. If, if that's kind of what they're going for, and they're just it's right. a little, maybe it's a little on the nose. Um, but I did notice it. We'll we'll talk about it in a minute when we get to to this the the scene where the king's talking to the twelve year old girl. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, Cringe. Yeah. So here's Corlius, and he's going. You know, there. This is that thing where he's still not being listened to. Um, mm-hmm. It could be interpreted specific ways if you want to go down be. the in- agenda road, but we'll just we'll stay away from it. Um, I think it's fine. I think it's fine as far as the plot is concerned. They're setting up him. Uh, going against the king, um, mm-hmm. and one of the things that you see a lot in this episode is that that is the case that they uh, there's going to be a lot of tension between the two of them because the king makes uh, a very specific decision at the end of this episode um, 
to not marry uh, his daughter, um, yep. but to marry um, Allison instead, which we all knew was coming. Yeah. And I think I, I, one of the things, too, I thought it was great, a great line in here where he said, as a king, when he's talking to Lord Coriolis, because Coriolis wants him to go and fight the crab man. Yeah. And he says, as king, I'm supposed to avoid war at all costs, basically, yeah. until it's unavoidable. Yeah. And I like the idea of, you know, war sucks being shown. Mm-hmm. And so I also forgot to mention last week, I thought there was another great line in the first episode where Otto Hightower says, uh, the gods have yet to make a man who doesn't desire absolute power. Yeah. Thought that was a great line too. I forgot to mention that. I maybe to that maybe in there. it's foreshadowing. Maybe the auto is is telling. You know, it's like what you say about others is what you mean about yourself. Yep. Um, so and this I thought Viserys did a had, again. I thought I think he's another great actor in here. Who's I like just him a lot. Nailing his role. Yeah. And I like the agency they're giving him. And there's certain things I wish they would have done differently to make his character a little bit better. But I don't hate him. Right. I think he he is. You, you get to see how much he's struggling with his role as king. Mm-hmm. They're humanizing uh, him. And that's great. It, it's yep. it's very nice to see a character being human. <laughs> yeah. And then it's also kind of crazy when it's like people used to live back in the day with just one person saying, hey, you have to do this. <laughs> yep. So this is the scene that I uh, that we were referencing earlier. This shot is is a pretty good indicator of this with the all of these lit candles. You can see it in the background over here. And a lot of this is what's lighting this scene. Um, yeah, and, and they stayed th- in that for so long. Yeah, uh, that is, yeah, I, yeah. I listen. If I had to take the time to light all of those candles, I probably would have taken my time with this scene too, yeah. just to show it off. Yeah. Um I'm fine with most of it. I mean, it is a bit of a, a of a slow burn, and they're taking their time to set up their relationship. Which mm-hmm. I, I, these are the scenes with the two of them. It, they aren't the ones that I generally have a problem with, um, because right. this is a big plot point for later on in the episode. This this comes pretty much full circle um and you know shows the departure of the two of them like that 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 uh that uh wedge that's starting yes. to, that will form between the two of them gets starts at the end of this episode. Uh and I think that uh they did a pretty good job with this. It, I dude I'm, it, I'm just it's nice to see character development. It's nice to see it is. even if it's not always stuff that that people are like, "Well, I don't know how I felt specifically about it." It's nice to see the effort being put forward, which is really yep. sad to say to a degree, but the um, character agency, the detail, mm-hmm. the care. But yeah, then we get to the scene of him, basically Lord uh, yes. Corliss and his wife, uh, Rainice, Rainice, talks to him about the first thing they talk about is the kingdom being seen as weak and crab man and everything else. We just told you that. But then the next thing is rather than going to war, what Lord Coriolis proposes and his wife, Rainey's, uh, is is that he can marry their twelve year old daughter in order to strengthen their the the kingdom. Yeah. And so that's and, just I mean, I'm so glad he steered away from that. Well, that's one of the coolest things about it, and we'll get to that scene in a second, but you can even see that like he's thinking about it. He understands yep. what it would mean politically. Um, but I think he also understands that it's cool to see him kind of have this conscious of being like, dude, she's 12. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Right? And you, you see this, like, when it comes to that conversation later, how awkward it is. And uh, Renera and him have this conversation about the two of them, uh, about him needing to get remarried, and she's really supportive yep. of that. Um, and, yeah, and I, I think on a second viewing of this show, this episode might stand out a little bit more for me. Mm-hmm. Um, as a great, it's nice... Because this is what I was talking about before, I think even before the show came out, one of my favorite things about the original series was people sitting around at tables talking to each other, you know what I mean? And this intrigue there of what's going to happen, and I think too, it's just you get that scene of him walking with, well, I kind of want to say on this scene now, but you get that scene of him walking with Lord Coriolis's daughter. And first off their her hair just stands out as fake. Well, I that's, was going to say that. Oh, okay. Of... We'll skip ahead for a second. Yeah. So this is the scene like Coriolis is watching them. I had a shot in here that I had seen. It's like a, you get like an up close, like you can see it here. Yeah. You can, you can tell this is a wig. Yep. And it's like, guys, for all of the great detail that you have in the <laughs> show, it's like, you couldn't have gotten something better. But it's so it's so obvious. Yeah, it is obvious. She tells him mother says I won't have to bet you until I'm 14. Yeah. And and he's like, (laughs) but here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's out the culture. Yes. And I'm glad that they're not pulling punches as far as letting people understand what is at stake and what's going Mm -hmm. on. Um, That they're not just like, oh, no, 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 no. Or like they, you know, they didn't age her up in order to make the conversation more palatable yes it's no it's very clear that this man who's probably in his 30s 40s 40s may have to marry this 12 year old girl for what is perceived as the best thing for the uh, the kingdom for their strength yeah now, going back a scene before where he has But don't worry, he has to wait two years. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the go. maggots, do you think that someone's... Poisoning him or screwing with yes. him? Yes. I think that's what they're, the implication is, absolutely. Okay. There's something going on with the Iron Throne uh, mm. that, that it seems to be doing that to him. Um, <clears throat> and the thing is, is I think they want you to think it's Otto. Yeah. And I'm but not it's going to sure. be someone else. Uh, yeah, my. I know the, the. Go ahead. One of the maesters is probably involved, but it. It's also possible that we haven't gotten to really know the character yet. Mm-hmm. That is the mastermind behind it. I think they want you to think it's Otto, and yeah. It, if the story is set up in in a way where the it, you know they're going to have those, you know, double crosses, triple crosses that like you know a lot of the political intrigue and the backstabbing that goes on. Um, more than one character is going to be set up to take the fall. You know, it's like, okay, we're going to kill the king off. We want to set Otto up as the person who uh, did that. Um, you know, and then that means that um, Alicent may get some backfire for that because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, she's going to marry the king. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. But yeah, I, this is one of those scenes that we were talking about where Otto clearly has political goals. And he is, uh, he's been trying to manipulate the king into having a connection to Alicent since the mm-hmm. first episode. Um, and you can tell that unlike the king, he doesn't care about his daughter in the same way. He sees her yep. as essentially a tool to a be pawn. used. Yeah. Um, 
And as far as character writing is concerned, really appreciate it. Yep. And I enjoy the fact that they're showing the Maesters in this as not being good. Yeah. Well, they've, you know? that was pretty much the same in the original series, too. I, I, yeah. I, sometimes it was a little too on the nose where they yeah. were so gross sometimes that you're like, oh, these guys do not have the best intentions. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's that's one of the things. It's like you don't know. Everyone kind of has their their personal agendas. Um, you even see it with Rainice in this scene. She talks. Um, what was that line that she used where she said that like um, the the hard truth of it that no one wants to tell you is that you won't ever be a queen because the men don't want a woman as queen yeah they would i think they'd it's something like they'd rather see the kingdom burn than a woman sitting yes. on the iron throne is that right yep um thank you you kind of jogged that for me um so yeah there's there's a lot of that going on um well which is fine yeah i we didn't we didn't actually i skipped the there's a scene oh here's this scene that i wanted to talk about real quick too it's just um setting up whatever's going on with the the guy who won the tournament in the last mm-hmm. uh episode who's now sorry, if his this, name is slipping my mind but uh, what's his name? Yeah. Now that you said that, messed me up. Anyway, now you see when you go to that out that shot of all the houses right there, all the knights that represent the houses. Yeah. If this was The Witcher, it would be brown, beige, <laughs> tan, <laughs> not like blue, gold, slightly gray, orange, green, green. Here's some brown. <laughs> there's some brown for you right there. You know, you and uh, yeah, there's. This show definitely understands what a color palette is um, yes. and, and how to use it pretty well. Um, so the other big thing, and, and we'll just kind of jump ahead a little bit, uh, that I, you know, of course, we were talking about this before, but when Damon shows Kristen up. Cole, by the way. Sir Kristen Cole. Kristen Cole. Thank guys. you. Yeah. Um, interested to see where that goes. Uh, yes. There seems to be some possible love interest stuff going on with Rhaenyra and in that. Um, a connection with the two of them, so we'll, we'll see what what happens in the future with that. But Damon steals an egg um, for his not yet conceived Wife. son. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah, this scene's so interesting, dude. This is, but I I'm telling you, one of the best things about Matt Smith's character is that he is actually developed. They they spent yes. enough time with him in the last episode. That you understand who he is, you understand that he's crazy enough to do something like this, that he has his reasons, that he's troubled, even if he does care about his family, which we'll see um, in a little bit. Uh, but he does, and he's playing a game. Yeah, and so this is kind of the, you know, he's he's <laughs> like, he is the second son, like you were saying, like he's the one that no one's paying attention to. You know, it's mm-hmm. sort of he's got like what we would call like middle child syndrome, where it's like mm-hmm. he constantly is doing these things to get people's attention. Get attention. Um, and Otto hating him so much. Yeah, it, it is, is so summer. Great. I know. <laughs> I just, I love it, dude. I'm so bi- I'm so biased towards this character. It's not even funny. Um, I know. And then kind of you see how she likes it when, you know, he calls her. Well, I guess she didn't know at the time. I was perceiving it as sh- her enjoying him standing up for her. Uh-huh. And then we find out later she didn't. But well, he did, and she then didn't, it's like she the didn't kid like. Part well, she didn't that, like that. Yes, it was it, that was the moment where she realized that he's manipulating and playing games, and maybe he mm-hmm. doesn't care about her nearly as much as she thought. Yep. And they have that. I thought it was a pretty good conversation where it was like you were supposed to like be my liberty, essentially. Like you were mm-hmm. you were going to liberate, to liberate me. me. Yeah. From um, what? From fear. Yep. 
thought that was pretty good. I think her accent's a little all over the place. I don't know if you felt the same way. I was trying to figure out what she was going for. Like, I, was, times, I asked Kayla, I said, why Russia. is she French? <laughs> she was like like French, Jamaican, yeah. maybe something else going on in there too. And I was like, guys, and it's going to be real. I'm going to be a, a little embarrassed if like that's actually her accent. Like she's not yeah. putting that on. It just, it, it was odd. Or if that's um, written in the canon or whatnot that I'm not sure people in the books had accents like that or not. They're written that way. I don't know. But, if and they, again, yeah. and we're not making fun of her, her accent as a person, but just within the show, it throws you off because of everyone else. Yeah. Again, it's yeah. not. I don't remember it being in an accent like that being in Game of Thrones. It stands. Anybody really have an accent other than? Well, they they do. Um, so when they go over to like Essos uh, yeah. across the sea, you know, obviously everyone over there has got a slightly different thing going right. on. They they speak and but hers is really thick, and I yes. that and it was it was just kind of hard for me to understand some of what she was saying. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I was just curious about that because I, I was like maybe it's just me like I, I maybe it's my speakers. Nah. Um, but it, yeah, I, it stood out to me. I generally like the scene. I know. Um, oh, that scene where the her dragon, what's uh-huh. Skyrax, comes good, through the clouds. Yeah. I like this. This looks good. Yeah, like Marvel. That cloud part where the clouds like they started partying. Yeah, yeah, it's partying, really good. Dude. It's really good. really good. And I enjoy the agency can... that the dragons, both all the dragons we've seen so far, which is Damon's dragon and. Uh, Rhaenyra's dragon. I enjoy the agency that the dragons have and their own characteristics, and I want to see more of them and more interaction of them with their riders too. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny because one of the big selling points of this of the series is like, oh, we have all these dragons, and all the dragons are going to have these very distinct personalities. And I'm like, so far you have like the devil-looking dragon and the yellow dragon, and we've (laughs) seen the fat dragon in in previews. So I'm like, all right, when are we getting into that? Yeah. Um, this, you know, it's what I'm here for at this point. I want, I want the development. I want the character development. I want the dragon development. But yeah, I think the shots look better. I actually think most of the dragon shots in this look better than they did in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. It just, it's subtle, man, and it's and not the whole thing isn't CG, and it's so wonderful. It really is, and their interaction together, Damon's and Rhaenyra's, yeah, is just really it's good really good yeah i i i think you know it's i think the second half of this episode is significantly better um you know it really starts to pick up of course like we were saying as soon as matt smith comes in um you know i was i was it's a little funny because you know the original game of thrones dragonstone it's a prominent set piece and pretty mostly the last half of the series and especially Mm -hmm. in season uh seven and eight Mm -hmm. and so it's one of those things where it's like it kind of is still going back to those bad memories of like you're getting some of these same shots and you're like oh great this is the part where daenerys makes bad decisions and where Varys decides that he doesn't remember what his character is and you know just a lot of that comes into play um you know you have member berries to them yeah um i i can't remember the name of this guy this is the guy that I think is manipulating everybody. Lord, no name. Yeah, that um, seems. I think, know. I think he is going to play a more specific role in what's been going on than 
people. we know yet because they yeah. haven't developed him yet. He's been in, in the show. There's a couple characters that are part of the council that we haven't gotten to know very well. And so I do hope they get fleshed out. I hope we get to see a little bit more with them. I'm um, really enjoying the other guy on the council that every time something's brought up with Damon, he says, dear God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's such a good comedic relief. That's so simple. And just, you know, just like that. that yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, I appreciated their kind of like th- stuff together. I know some people have been saying that they're kind of like worried about um, her as a character uh, and some of the decisions that she's making. And, like her fingernail suit. Um, well, that's that's Allison. Mm. Um, I forgot. That's Renera. My bad. I, I couldn't see her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here she is. Um, I don't yeah, know. She seems to be... I think one of the criticisms I heard was that she seems to be kind of going like arc wise, like Daenerys, as yeah. far as her in the early beginnings of Game of Thrones, where yeah. she has to make more difficult decisions along the way to and, become who she truly is. Yeah, like and, maybe they're trying to like redo it. <laughs> like, yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I just it's kind of a wait and see. Um, I think overall, I like the episode. I like that. um Again, you get this this moment with the king where he's basically like, "You're all I have left." Like he mm-hmm. legitimately cares about her. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of our criticism in the previous episode that we wish he, he had been slightly more like that with his wife. Like it was there; mm-hmm. it was clear he cared about her, but we wanted just that like extra little bit um, to drive the point home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think their and interactions that's a good point are great. You brought up. And that he says, "You know, you're. I'm going to." Just because I'm marrying someone else doesn't mean you're not still my first heir. Yeah. Like, I made you heir for a reason. Yeah. Which, I guess the, what will probably, because it, it, it feels very Game of Thrones that all this happens, she's been set up as the heir, he's going to die, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a lot of people that are just like, nah. And In fighting, especially yep. if Allison has a baby a boy. Son. Yeah. Yup. Yeah. Are it's, we allowed to say that? Uh, I, that, dude, even, I, I don't know that for sure. That is the most logical way that the story's probably going to head in. That just meant, are we allowed to say baby boy? Baby boy. Oh yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> um, so this is the scene where he decides to marry Allison instead. Um, she obviously didn't know about that. I love the, this look and then her like, so it's like, uh, she's like, oh great. And then yeah. she kind of realizes what's going on because she's not. She doesn't have like Allison doesn't have full agency in this. Nope, she doesn't. She's under control. So and to I, say. I like that as far as a care like the character mm-hmm. is concerned because, like his smugness, dude. This this look on his face is amazing. He he's like he knows he's like yep, <laughs> my uh, plan's coming together. Yeah, exactly. I, I enjoy that too because eventually she's gonna have agency. Yeah, Probably. maybe maybe probably. But that'll be an interesting thing to see too. Whether it's like is she gonna be continued. Is there going to be continued manipulation on the part of Otto and maybe some other mm-hmm. people in, who are basically like, your son is the rightful heir, therefore you should be qu- like queen regent until mm-hmm. he comes of age. Yeah, it's going to be queen against queen, the yeah. battle the battle of the queen. The redhead versus the blonde. Wasn't that an episode in a... Episode set or in season eight. seven of Game of Thrones, oh, Battle yeah. of the Kings. Well, they, yeah, you have like that, and then you have the whole thing where it's like Daenerys versus um, Cersei. Oh yeah, it's like Cersei's right. technically the queen. That is true. And, battle of the Queens, yeah. part two. So I don't know if it was an actual episode, man. I 
there's so much of those later seasons that I don't remember. Know. You know, it just wiped them from my memory. So yeah, that's that's pretty much the episode. And then we have this final scene uh, with Corleus where he's talking to somebody, and it you know the camera swings around, bum bum bum. Um, and this is a great. I think this was a, a great uh, moment between the two. I think you get to see his acting come out a lot more. Yes. Um, it great know, acting too. You get him out of this like this specific setting where he's been a majority of the time that we've seen him. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to finally see sort of this like plot and it's something that we were talking about in the previous episode that you his acting in the first episode was subtle and I think it was done on purpose and he's he's doing these little like glances and he's got the subtle expressions on his face that show you how much he disagrees with everything that's going on in the council mm-hmm. um, and so to see all of that finally like, culminate in the second episode and for him to you know be like alright uh, Damon let's team up um, and it was a great moment of him saying what he said about uh, Varys. No, sorry, Viserys. Viserys. And sorry, there's so many. And Damon saying only I can talk about my brother like that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it uh, was a good scene, and I enjoy too that they're giving Corylus this agency that so far isn't uh, any type of. They're not giving so far. I would argue any of the characters. Uh, in here any type of trope that we typically see when it comes to shows recently to where they're more view through uh, view through lens of activism uh-huh. rather than just authentic storytelling it would be really now, hard in this this setting to do that without it being really annoying yeah you know what i mean we had little bits of it you know there was like the there's the stuff with like the women getting looked over but yep. it, the, the funny thing getting looked over yeah just the, a Sorry, but the funny thing about it, especially with the women in the show, is is that there's actually an explanation for it. Yes, and then it's to where like it a, makes sense. Yeah, within the story, it's around a fifty. At least what they're saying in the show is that it's around a fifty-fifty chance that a a a woman having a pregnancy would lead to her death. Yep. So to have a queen who gets pregnant, and there's a fifty-fifty chance that the queen is no longer going to be there, that's going to be a problem and cause a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things that it's like you may not like that that's the case. It's like. But if they've built that into the world, it makes a lot of sense why they wouldn't want to have a queen. Yep. Exactly. It just does. It's, yeah. So, uh, and then we have this final scene that I think is pretty great. Uh, I just like this as kind of like a, a the teaser. And I really like the design uh, yeah. of this guy. So you get, in the same way you kind of had it in the opening, they're really setting up just sort of like the creepy nature of this guy. Um. Mm. It's really cool. I, it I, like the, I like the shot quite it's, a bit too. Yeah, that is a good shot. Um, the crab man. So too bad he doesn't have like uh, the claws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, that's that's episode two. I think it's pretty good. It is. It's still it was a good good episode. Still got to see the rest of the season, man. Yep. It's too Not early to tell. It yet. Listen, yeah, just because you guys did good setup doesn't mean it, you're going to get get through to the end without it just completely belly flopping. You hood, um, you hoodwink me one time. Yep. yep. No, I'm not going to get too excited. I'll admit though yep. that I did I watched it the night it came out, which isn't I did not do that with the first episode. Yep. Um I yeah, was just like, "All right, I'm going to go ahead and watch it." It was like I'm curious enough to see what's going to happen with the next one, so I'm I'm glad I did. Same. Um so yeah, I mean I'm curious if, if you guys are watching it. Uh, let us know. 
uh, we'd love to hear from y'all um, and your opinions about the show and, and what you think of it so far. It's like, are you are you digging it? Uh, are you not? Like, what what's going on? Did, you know, I've heard um, some people say that they thought this episode was pretty boring. Um, I've heard that too, and we talked about that. And it's, it's, subjective. it's subjective. Yeah, like the being like, well, but, I thought it was boring. It's like, okay, I. Fair. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the exposition. Yeah. I understand that it's a slow burn. I do think at times it is slow, uh, but I'm going to be intrigued because I can tell the care that was put into the show. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so. It's just it's nice to see that. Yes, we don't. I, we haven't been getting that. Need, Resident yeah. Evil, Halo, Will of Time. What else? Uh, shoot, She Hulk any of the marvel all of the marvel tv stuff this year (laughs) all of all of that all of that television that i've subjected myself to and i haven't even been able to watch a lot of it oh man we've seen so much crap haven't Mm, we yeah all right yeah this isn't it yeah well thank you guys for tuning in to episode 110 of the underground we'll be back next week with uh episode three of uh house of drag the house of crap what is it the yeah. house of dragon house Game of the dragon house of the dragon dang man why is that title so it is what is with it, it? I, I i'm having the hardest time remembering it um but we'll be back with that and uh some more news um i think next week we're gonna do because i i completely forgot about it i think yep. next week we'll do the abba and preach uh thing that they did on like the the like hollywood industry or like that yes. those those areas um, I, I thought about it when you brought up that Lenny Henry article and it's something I've been thinking about uh, yeah. just because of, of their comments and I think it's it's really, really good. We um, tend to agree with them on... Uh, yeah, quite a bit. Quite a bit. I, yeah, I like... And it, it helps because Abba's been in that... No, excuse me. Yeah, Abba has been in those industries mm-hmm. um, so he kind of has a personal insight into it. It's like boots on the ground. Yeah. Um, not that you can't obviously see those things, but there is something to be said from like a firsthand experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've got, I'm, I got to spend a little bit of time like cutting up, uh, some of those, those clips so that we can digest it in a, uh, a more palatable way, um, yes. for the show. But anyway, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna be talking about that. Um, it, it should we be a got pretty interesting of power conversation. Too. Oh my lord! Well, so okay, that so that comes out. That come both. So here's the thing: two episode drop on Thursday for us in the U.S. If you're in the U.K., sucks for you. It's Friday, uh, and so I guess. But we won't review it. The plan is until Saturday morning. Are you going to be able to get it released at least episode one on Saturday? I, or I guess be, we I should we be do, able to do both. Do both, yeah, and have it released. Okay, I should be able to do it both. And you know what I might do is do Saturday Sunday. So episode okay. one Saturday, episode two Sunday, yeah. Um, just so they're not dropping at the exact same time. Yep. And then um, from there, it's going to be just one episode. I'm guessing on Saturday. Yeah. And so all we'll probably do for the for the podcast is just kind of talk about it a little bit. You know, we can yeah. mention it, and you know, no, well, it's it's exclusive content to YouTube. We'll sure. talk about it on on uh, the podcast probably generally here and there and stuff like that. But we probably the actual reviews. Yeah, the actual reviews will be on YouTube. So if you're listening to us, subscribe to us on YouTube so you can get those if you're interested. So yeah, uh, yeah, because oh, man, I cannot believe uh, that that show is out in a couple days. I know, dude. And if you <laughs> it's live in finally that, here, 
Some people are being able to see it on the 31st because of the movie theaters. Yeah. I just lived in live in bum nowhere. So. Yeah, I mean, like this area is not getting it either. So it it is what it is. It's not really a big. It's one day. Yeah. You know. What I mean? Yeah. It's so I'll have to. I will have to watch them Friday anyway, though, because it's not releasing on Thursday until I think like 6 p.m. or something like that. I thought I think it's 9 p.m. Is it 9 p.m.? Well, I think it's 9 p.m. your time, 8 well, p.m. my time. Honestly, <laughs> I might. I might just watch them after work then. Yeah, I'm going to watch them on Thursday. It'll depend on how tired I am. But yeah, and anyway. how long they are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Hour and a half long. I, yeah. Two hours. I, not, I'm, I can't say I'm looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys again. Till next week. Y'all take it easy. Take it easy. Politics ruins everything. Being patient with them, I try to. But you got room temperature IQ. IQ. Expecting a lecture from these idiot guys who got opinions not worth it's what's under my shoe. Y'all tripping on truth when we call it out. Cause y'all people as goofy as I'll get out. If y'all with them and not with you, I'd sit out. Cause every rapper's on the list now, mad at a pitch count. Flowing heaters like my soul's beat up. No people focus on hoaxes in the shows he book. And I'm hoping to open doors and I got foes and such. But I know that I'll be opposing to the goal. I must start attacking. Ain't lacking my brains lashed in Same way that I game is the same way of the backhand All the pain that I bring up is like the bang to the Batman I'm back cracking Whack trends claiming they rap bands and backtracking Give a crap about the what's his face Only thing you out rapping is a sandwich at Subway And y'all just so happen to welcome beef on my lunch plate And you are a disaster and this can only go one way And you steady flashing guns in your music viz And I know you do it for the fun but what you doing is Abusing every rule of course you can use it quick You're showing the world you don't know what you are doing kid Spending my energy debating enemies that tend to be idiots, really inept politically, that don't have the depth or with me. Oh well, it'll be co-chance in hell, so riddle me this. How am I supposed to take you serious when all of your positions are socially expedient? Thinking you a rebel, but at most you obedient, opposing opinions make folks be belligerent. A cult and religious, so you know what's on CNN and vote what you told by the folks that gotta send this message. Oh, you a hypocrite, and I'm an all cause the diversity you advocate is not in thought. You get away with Cause you placed in a freaking chamber with echoes ringing Surrounded by a bunch of brainless Your aim is yet all the same shame Cause you ain't slick afraid to relate other things Cause you nameless, tainted, weak, empathetic You epitomize, epitomize. politic ties Cause you scared to be criticized